Hey, good morning. It's Friday, March 27th, and I got the fire lit. We're ready to go. We're going to get into the Bible reading. It is uh, today Joshua chapter 19 and 20. That's the Old Testament reading that I want you to read in just a second. But before you get into this and start saying, oh man, here we go again, it's more land allotments. Can you think this day that you read this text, that this, it's shooting at me there, so be careful, uh, that uh, this is God's fulfillment of, of his promise. When 600 years earlier, God calls Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldeans in Mesopotamia, lower Mesopotamia, that God said, come and I'm gonna give you a land. I'm gonna multiply your descendants, he says, but I'm gonna give you a place, a place for your descendants to live. And this was the fulfillment of all that. So when God is talking about these patriarchal tribes settling in these, in these properties, this is a huge fulfillment of God's promises. So think about God's promises to us. First uh, Peter chapter 3 talks about the fact that uh, we are expecting one day the new world, new heaven, new earth, where righteousness dwells according to His promise. He's promised these things. God is faithful to keep His promises. Chapter 20, going to talk about the cities of refuge, a very practical section where God is giving people a chance in a manslaughter case or in other situations in the criminal code to go and live in these six cities that we had, three on the east side of the Jordan, three on the west side of the Jordan, where you could go until the death of the high priest and you would be basically incarcerated in the city under city arrest. And um, that was a place where you could go to have a uh, you know, a, a safe place to go if you had a problem, a legal problem, and, and God had given people protection there if they couldn't, um, if there was a, a guilt in terms of something like, uh, like manslaughter is a classic example. You could go to the city of refuge. So it's a very practical issue and a reminder to us, of course, that uh, as the Bible always says, that God is our refuge. These were called cities of refuge. And of course, all of us are running from the consequences of our own sin. And uh, the good news is in Christ, he is our, he's our refuge. He is the place where the wrath of God has already been. Our New Testament reading is the first half of Luke chapter 5. And uh, that's where this uh, paralytic uh, is, is God, Christ forgives his sin. And they're all uptight about that. How can Jesus forgive sins? And Jesus says, I'll prove to you that I can forgive sins. That's the hardest thing you could do is forgive sins for someone else. You can't do that, but Christ can forgive sins against God because he is God. And he proves it by having this uh, paralytic stand up and walk. Levi, uh, who is Matthew, that's his Jewish name, Levi. He is uh, regenerate. He's called to Christ. He's uh, someone that Jesus says is uh, sick. That's the analogy there. It's not the well that need a physician, people that think they're well. As John 9 says, none of us are well, but some of us think we are. Uh, we think we can see, but because we think we can see, our blindness remains. And in this case, Levi knew he was a sinner. And in that, he comes home, uh, as the parable goes, to be forgiven and to be justified. And God changes his life. Uh, anyway, a lot in that passage is a short section in the New Testament, but I want to leave you with a one another. We've been doing a one another every single day, and I want to take you all the way to 1 Peter chapter 5. And the one another today I'd like you to practice is to clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5. And I love the way it's put and the way it's translated here. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God is opposed to the proud and gives grace to the humble. Now think about it. If you said to the lower classes or the people that are not as smart or the people that don't have as high a position, whatever the reason uh, to divide the people up and said, hey, you guys need to be humble. It says all of you, everyone needs to be humble. Clothe yourselves in humility uh, because God is opposed to the proud. So all of us need to be humble. And that means that we're really willing to see other people 
as uh, preferred over ourselves. We recognize that God wants us to see ourselves in perspective. And no one knows our own sin and our, our own inadequacies, inadequacies better than ourselves. So today I want you to do the best you can to put yourself in the proper perspective, to honor others above yourself. And just like if you were a parent training your kids to be humble and the way that they like to take the first spot and get in the front of the line and serve themselves first. Now think about God looking at us today and saying, hey, I need you to clothe yourself with humility. And that means the way you deal with each other, it's humility toward one another, that you get yourself in the proper perspective and see others as better than yourself. That's a biblical concept, but it takes humility. This is a great Greek word, to arrange myself underneath that person, to humble myself and to humble myself for the sake of recognizing the worth, the value, the good in other people, and to recognize in our own lives that we should be, as Jesus said, you wanna be great among the people of God, you ought to be the servant of all. So lower your perspective on yourself. This is not about promoting our ego. It's about seeing ourselves in perspective. So today, clothe yourselves, every one of you, Clothe yourselves with humility, for God is opposed to the proud, but He gives grace to the humble.